Samuel chapter 26. Vayavo hazifim el Shaul hagivat oremor harod David mistater b'givat achachila pnei hayeshimon. The Ziphites came to Saul at Givah and said David is hiding in the hill of Chachila, facing Yeshimon. This verse appeared earlier in the middle of chapter 23. And as we have seen before, the middle of 23 and all of chapter 24 is parallel, in fact, to chapter 26. The two stories are very similar. In each case, Saul pursues David with many people trying to catch and kill David. In each of these two stories, David has the opportunity to kill Saul. In chapter 24, Saul enters a cave. There's David's opportunity. And David chooses not to kill Saul. We discussed that story in chapter 24. Now, the parallel story in chapter 26, very similar, begins exactly the same way with the Zephim. So when we have two parallel stories, both which are included in the book, the assumption is that the reason to include both of them is not simply to duplicate. There are distinctions between the two stories. In this particular case, there are distinctions between the two stories, but the additional literary function of including 23, 24, and then 26 is to frame the intermediate story, which is the story of David and Naval previous chapter, there David has the opportunity, one might say, and the inclination to kill Naval, unlike 24 and 26, where David chooses not to kill Saul. In 25, David plans, in fact, to kill not just Naval, but everybody else on the plantation. And David is prevented from doing so, talked out of it, one might say, by Avigail, Naval's wife, who comes to David and makes a persuasive argument that it's the wrong thing to do. And furthermore, that it's not in your own self-interest to do that. So that's the intermediate story where David actually sets out to kill Naval is underscored. Its importance is underscored by being framed with these two parallel stories. Having said they're parallel, they are not identical, but they are very similar. In this particular case, in chapter 26, unlike 24, where Saul happens to come into the cave where David and his men is hiding, in this story, it says that David knows that Saul is coming after him. And in verse number 4 of chapter 26, David sends spies. And David was sure that Saul will come. So David goes to the place, and David sees the place, David knows the place. So it says that David goes to the place, he knows where it is, he sees Saul and his commander, Avner, and Saul is sleeping inside a barricade with troops posted around him. In verse number 6, David said to Achimelech the Hittite, 
V'yel Avishai ben Tzruya, Achiyo of Remar, and to Avishai, Yoav's brother. Who wants to come with me down to Saul's camp? Vayomer Avishai, Ani Ereid Imachsu. Avishai says, I will go with you. Now we know very well who Avishai is in the book of Shmuel, not just Yoav's brother, but Avishai appears in several stories. Twice he appears later in the book in David's confrontation with Shimi ben Gera. Shimi ben Gera comes to curse David when David is fleeing Jerusalem, fleeing from his son Avshalom. And Avishai is present when Shimi, ret- when Shimi ben Gera returns after the successful defeat of Avshalom to greet David. In each of those two stories, Avishai says to David, let me go and kill that fellow. In each of the two cases, David said, don't do it. It's not the appropriate thing to do at this point in time. So we know from those two later stories that Avishai is a kind of hothead. He's also listed uh, as one of the warriors on the list of great warriors of David towards the end of the second book. We don't know who Achimelech the Hittite is, but we do know something else. We know that the name Achimelech is the name of the high priest of Nov, who was murdered by Saul together with almost all the priests. And my point here is that David going to Ahimelech, who bears the name of somebody who certainly would have it in for Saul, and Davishai, the son of Teruya, who in the book of Shmuel is the ultimate hothead, one asks the question, why is David going to these two people and asking which one wants, which of you, want to accompany me to the camp of Saul. And there are two possibilities here, I think. One is that David's initial impulse here is actually to kill Saul, as I think was his impulse in chapter 24, as I understood it. So Achimelech is somebody who would have it in for Saul, someone who bears that name, literarily. And Avishai, we know. That's one possibility. And the second possibility, raised by some, which doesn't contradict the other possibility necessarily. But the other possibility is that David wants to instruct uh, his own men. David's point in chapter 24 is that one does not harm the anointed of God. And David's point over here will be similarly, one does not kill the anointed of God. And given the fact that the other anointed of God in the book is none other than David himself, that will be instructive. So David has the opportunity, whatever he decides to do. He takes people with him that certainly have the potential to kill Saul. At the same time, he may choose not to kill Saul. He chooses not to kill Saul. And then he can instruct his man that you don't kill Saul. Which is what we had in chapter 24. And we have it here as well with an interesting difference. Here we're told that... David goes into the camp and uh, he sees Saul is in the camp sleeping. The Avner and Avner and the other people are around him. So they are vulnerable. And in verse 8, by Yomaravishael David, Sigar Elohim Ayomet Oyivcha Biodecha. 
Abishai says to David, God has given you the opportunity. God has handed over your enemy. I'll hit him with a, stab him with a spear one time. It won't require a second, a second piercing. Once will be enough. And David said to Abishai, do him no violence. For who has attempted to harm or harmed the anointed of God and be found innocent? And then David continues to speak. I swear, says David, God will smite him. His time will come and he'll die old age, illness, or perhaps will die in war. But God forbid that I should do it. You see David thinking about the possible ways that Saul would die. He, doesn't, he has no need for Saul, no use for Saul. He doesn't want to do it himself. Here this, the verse suggests really a disdain for Saul. But we can't do this, he says. And then David says, but rather take his spear and take a, a water jar and let's go. So they take the spear, they take the water jar, no one knows anything because they're all sound asleep, because the deep sleep from God has fallen upon them. In verse number 12, David goes away and then David calls out. David calls out to the people and specifically to Avner, that's Saul's general. And David says in verse 14, Hello, Tanya, Avner, Avner, aren't you going to answer me? Who's calling? Who called to the king? And David said to Avner, Israel. You're an important person. You're a man. No one like you in Israel. Why don't you guard the king? One of the people, referring to himself, came to harm or to kill your master, the king. It's a very bad thing. I swear, says David, you are guilty. You deserve to be put to death. You didn't guard your Lord, your master, the anointed of God. Look, see the spear of the king and the water jar that was by his head. So once again, and Saul hears David's voice. Is this you, David? My son David, says Saul, etc. So the two stories are similar. But in the first instance, it's about harming and tearing the coat of Saul, and the second is taking the spear in the water, water jar. In each case, David could have killed Saul, but doesn't. But the two stories are not quite that innocent from a different perspective. The tearing of the coat of Saul, while not killing Saul, from a psychological standpoint, we are reminded, of course, of the torn coat of chapter 15. The torn coat represented in the book of Samuel in chapter 15 what Samuel said God has torn the kingship away from you and given it to your friend who is better than you that's one story 
So from a psychological standpoint, he doesn't kill Saul. But one may say psychologically he is killing Saul. In the second story, he doesn't kill Saul. He doesn't even call out to Saul. But he calls out to the people around Saul, and in particular, Saul's most important military man, one might say Saul's guardian in the story over here. David says to Abner, why aren't you protecting the king? Why is the king unprotected? And the reader is reminded what we encountered earlier in the book of Samuel when, when Saul speaks to his people. And this is found back in chapter 22. And I cite chapter 22, verse number 7. Saul's holding his spear. And in verse number 7 of chapter 22, Saul said to the servant standing about him, Listen, you Benjaminites. Will the son of Yisha give you all fields and vineyards? Will give you all promotions and important jobs? You have all conspired against me. Nobody tells me anything. My own son has made a treaty with the son of Jesse. Nobody cares about me. There in those verses, we have saw the paranoid king who thinks everybody around him is out to get him. Everybody is conspiring about him. No one cares about me. That's what Saul said in chapter 22. So when David then takes the spear and takes the water and turns not to Saul, but turns to Avner and says, Avner, you are guilty. You should be put to death. You know why? None of you are guarding the king. But of course, that plays precisely to Saul's deepest fears. That Saul has been abandoned by his own people. His own son, says Saul. My own son conspires with David. So David, in each case, it's true. David doesn't kill Saul. But from a psychological standpoint, in each of these two stories, David is attacking a vulnerability of Saul. In the first instance, the fact that the prophet Samuel, Saul's teacher, Saul's a disciple of Samuel, and the teacher had said, God tears the kingship away from you. And in the second instance, David plays off the fears of Saul, that his own people don't really care about him. And so David calls out to Avner, Avner, you're guilty for not protecting the king, which of course feeds right in to Saul's deepest fears. So chapters 24 and 26 have David engaging in a kind of warfare. He doesn't kill Saul, of course, but it's a different kind of warfare, a psychological warfare that David is deeply involved in in both 24 and 26.